going to continue this morning. It's, it's a great honor for me just to, just to share this morning and continue with a, with a series on Kingdom of Light, where we really trust the Lord as a church and as a, as a church community to increase the light in East London. Amen? Because sometimes we're so focused on the darkness, we're so focused on everything that's not right, that we get overwhelmed. And what, what, what we would love to see happening is that us as a church are not intimidated by darkness, but we increase the light inside of us, and in that way we increase the light in East London and in the world. Amen? So I, I remember as a, as a teenager, I, I committed my life to Jesus when I was 13 years old. I was inspired by my SEA teacher who didn't, she was leading SEA without knowing the Lord. And she was trying her best, but there was no life. And then she had a radical encounter with, with Jesus. She sur- surrendered her life to God and everything changed. All of a sudden, SEA had life. And I was so inspired by her. I, I just remembered watching her and saying to myself, I want what she has. I want what she has. And in, in, in one of those moments, I just went to her and I said to her, I want what you have. And even though I've, I've many times in my life committed my life to Jesus, more out of a fear than anything else, that day for me was my, my day when I had a witness and I had somebody who prayed with me and I, something changed in me that day. And I'll be forever thankful for that one person who had a who had a transformation, who had a radical confession of her faith, and who was bold, who was passionate, and it impacted me so deeply that I would have not been the person I am today if it was not for her. I remember meeting from the age of 16 to 18, meeting with her every week at a, at a house, just discussing scripture, talking about the Lord, just being discipled as a, as a young girl, being discipled by somebody who was so passionate for God. And it, it, it laid a foundation for me for the rest of my life. When I went to university, I was ready to make choices. I was ready to, to, to not just become part of, 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 of peer pressure and what everybody else was doing, but I was ready to make the right choices. But it was because of that one person who, who was shining a light so brightly I couldn't, Look away from it. I was so drawn to that. So I want you to think about the day when you surrendered your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never come to that point, but if you had, I want you to just to recall that. Just, just bring back that memory in your, in your mind. What, what was the impact on your life on that day? Who was involved? Was there a person? There was most probably a person in your life who either prayed for you or invited you or, or invested in your life or who walked the road with you. There was somebody, most probably, even if, if it was a granny, hey? We all had grannies <laughs> praying for us. And we all had uncles and aunts and fathers and, and, and maybe just a friend, maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was somebody in your life that prayed for you, that walked the road with you. And my question to you today is, where would you have been today if it was not for that person? Where would you have been? Maybe you, you wouldn't have been here this morning. 
Maybe you would have been confused and lost and, and broken. Maybe, maybe you would have been seeking for, for the Lord. But where would we, would we have been? I often think about my own life. You know, I have four siblings, and it's just me and my sister. I've got three brothers and a sister. My dad raised us all on a teacher's salary. I'm still amazed by how he got that right, paid for our studies. I just have this, this, you know, this dad who just got things right. But it's just me and my sister who knows Jesus. And I will be forever thankful for the input that people, you know, give me or, or gave me when, when I was younger for the foundation in my life. So, so I want to ask you this morning, have you ever been that person? Have you ever been that person who prayed for somebody else? Have you ever been that person who invited somebody else? Have you ever been that person who, who, who walked the road with anyone? Have you ever been that person who invested in someone else? Like somebody invested in your life. Like somebody prayed for you. Have you ever been that person? Because this is, this is what I want to I wanna talk about today. Because we need to increase the light in us. That people will, will say, oh, I want what she has. I want what he has. What, what is it? You, we want people to be fascinated by who we are. Not, not in the natural. Not by our giftings or our talents or our skills. But by something inside of us that shines. That, that draws other people. So maybe you think, oh, Sonika, I'm not an evangelist. If this is an evangelistic message, I should have skipped this morning. You know, because we, feel, we often feel so intimidated. We feel threatened, intimidated, unequipped, unprepared. We just often don't feel we can do it. Hey? We just feel, oh, this is for the anointed people, you know, with a special gift to, to pray and to invite and to walk a road. But... I'm so glad. If you, feel, if you feel like that, I'm so glad you're here this morning because I want to take you to a beautiful scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians that's going gonna, gonna to change your whole perspective on this topic. It's going to change your whole perspective on being that person who prays and invites and walks around. Okay, so let's, let's look at this, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6 to 7. It's the Apostle Paul speaking where he says, I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. I planted the seed, somebody else watered it, but who made it grow? God. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't something that was expected of the person who planted or watered. It was God alone who made it grow. It is not important who does the planting or does the watering. What is important is that God makes the seed grow grow. So the miracle is in God's hands. All that we need to do is we need to be available and we need to partner with him. We need to say, Lord, I am available and this is my little bit that I contribute to a miracle, to a transformation. But ultimately, it's in, it's in the Lord's hands. So I want to take you to a few scriptures in Colossians very practically this morning. I am my prayer is that, that after this morning, all of us would be able to say, I can do this. I can do this. Um, Colossians 4, verse 2, verse, uh, verse 2, verse 5 and 6. First one says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. 
Verse 5 says, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. And verse 6 says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So let's take the first one, pray. I just want to unpack these few scriptures for you this morning. Pray. It says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So let's take the first, the first word I want to highlight, earnestly. I looked it up, and it actually means intensely serious. So I don't think the scripture means that prayer should be intensely serious, because sometimes that can take the fun and the joy out of it. But I believe our attitude towards prayer should be intensely serious. So I, I want you to think of anything that you feel intensely serious about. Okay, anything, your cycling, your running, your job, your hobby, fishing. What, what do you feel intensely serious about? Maybe you feel intensely serious about good coffee. Okay, where are you? There's lots of you. Okay, intensely serious about good coffee. Whatever you feel intensely serious about, prayer should fall in that category. Okay, earnestly. We, we sh- should continue earnestly in prayer. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Vigilant means being watchful, being proactive, being intentional, and being focused. And I know often, you know, prayer for us is often just a shopping list. You know, all our needs. Or we, we pray when we, when we need, or we, we, we need to pray, or we pray when we, when, when we need help. But if we look at the scripture and it says we should continue earnestly and being vigilant in it. There's a component when it comes to prayer that is, is more important than what we can ever imagine. And maybe you think, once again, you're not there. But the only way to get there, you know, if you feel intensely serious about something, the only way to make it part of your life is to start somewhere. Amen? We need to start somewhere. I don't know how many of you have seen that movie, Ratatouille. It's about that, that, the rat who became a chef. How many of you saw that? Okay, it's a great movie, great family movie. But the whole movie is about anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. So it's about this rat becoming a, a chef, okay? Sounds a bit gross, but it's a, it's a great story. So I want to I wanna declare and, and say this morning, everyone can pray, okay? Everyone, if, if that movie says everyone can cook, then I want to say this morning, everyone can pray, Everyone can pray. We just need to start somewhere. So if you do not know where to start, we have so many ways um, to, to facilitate your growth in prayer. You can join us for our 21 Days of Fire next year, January. There's cards, there's sign-up cards at the back. 21 Days of Fire, where we're going to impart to you a passion to pray. Please join us for that. You can join the Ignite Prayer in the afternoons in our youth center, half past three You can join that. Something is happening. Something is really happening among um, the the, the people who pray. And in the same way that I was drawn to my teacher at the age of 13, we need to expose ourselves to people who are passionate about prayer because we will be drawn. We will be inspired. The third thing you can do is you can find yourself one like-minded person and start praying at your workplace, at your, at your sports club. Find yourself just one person and start praying. I remember at, at high school, 
we had a prayer group, just the, some of the, the kids in school, and we prayed three times a week at, during second break. We prayed. And it made such an impression, even on, on the teachers. The headmaster even mentioned at one, one year at a prize giving, he just said there's this group of, of children, well, kids, I don't know, students. <laughs> we were high school that stage. Who are praying and how, that, how it affects the atmosphere in the school. And he wasn't really born again. You know, he was religious. He, was, he, was, had, a, had, a, um, he had a, a portion you know, of revelation, but, but even him, you know, wasn't even passionately following God. It made such an impression on him. There's something happening when we pray, when we find one like-minded person and start praying. You know, we need to take prayer outside the walls of church. Amen? We need to take prayer outside of the walls of church. But if you don't know how to pray, you need to join us. You need to be a part of what we're doing so that you can learn, so that you can fan this flame. And I also felt, you know, when, um, when, often when we start praying, we don't speak to God. We, we pray in our heads. I started like that. Who else started like that? Okay? Yes, most of us. You, you don't talk. And I just felt there's some people here this morning, you, the, the key for you, for a, just a transformation in your prayer life, is to start speaking. You, you speak to God as if you speak to a person. So you don't pray in your head. You speak the words. Even if you are alone in your room and you pray by yourself, you speak it out. It's going to transform your life. So I want to I wanna ask a good friend of mine, Kweba, to share about our prayer group at, at, at Nahoon Primary. Um, our sons grew up together, Vian and Michal. They like David and Jonathan. They have a, a, a love-hate relationship. <laughs> they, they can't get enough of one another, but then, you know, at a point they really had enough of one another. <laughs> but um, they in, they're in Nahoon Primary, and, you know, I saw this mom's prayer group on the, on the year calendar, for, for a, a number of years, and I, was, I wasn't really joining it, and I wasn't, I wasn't you know, I thought it's going to be a very, very, like, quiet little group, and I didn't know how I was going to fit into that group. And then before I knew it, Kuba was taking the lead of this free group, transforming the whole thing. And for the last two years, Kuba is running the, the prayer group at our school Thursday mornings. Um, faithfully, she's praying every week. And, and there's so, so many things happening. So I just want to ask Kuba to share our heart for prayer and for the school and just taking prayer outside of the walls of church and making it a reality somewhere else. Thank you, Kuba. Let's do that. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, um, to, have, um, to earnestly continue in prayer for me, I just translated it to to keep on praying regularly with intense conviction. And I didn't really have a very intense conviction as we started the group. It was very small. There were two, three of us. Um, but the one intense conviction I had and still have is that the church needs to happen outside. It needs to happen in the Hoon Primary. That's the only place I've got. I've only got the school and work, and then I'm home. School, work, home, school, work, home. And, okay, choose the school. And it started off a bit quietly, 
But yeah, today we are um, writing cards, birthday cards to every teacher on their birthday. We encourage them, we give them words of prophecy, um, we bless them with a little gift. Um, we've got a little prayer boxes um, that Hanley suggested so the kids can write their prayer requests and we can pray for them specifically. It was very successful. Um, yeah, a little story. Uh, the one uh, we heard of one of the moms had lost her husband tragically a month ago. I'm still emotional about it. And leaving two little boys behind, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. And um, the one morning for prayer, as usual on a Thursday, I um, walked in there and there she was sitting. I'm like, oh, yay, I can do something here. And the secretary, the secretary motioned, oh, yes, Quibba. And suddenly this widow started talking to me about her financial troubles. And I told her, I'm not the right person to speak to. I'm not from the school, but I can pray for you. So before she knew it, the whole um, group was there. We are now about five of us, Handley and Sonika, Haneke, and Marijke, praying for her. She was so encouraged. She was so open to receive. She was mourning. We were weeping with her. And, you know, it was a very blessed morning. And Haneke actually had a word. She said she sees her in a very messed, messed up bed, and it's dark. And one day she's going to walk in there, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be light, and it's going to be neat. And the lady said, that's exactly what my room looks like. And I could see God just walking into her life out of nowhere at school and telling her, I see you, and I know what you're going through. And that blessed us so much. It built our faith so much. And um, within a week, I just spoke to another mom at school, and she immediately said she offered to give a very big amount to this lady for her school funds. And I was just, God, this is a miracle. I can only say it's a miracle. So yes, create a space. I just had this half an hour, and I said, God, yeah, let's do something here. And he will be faithful, and he will do something there. He won't, he won't let you down. Amen. It's, it's just incredible for me just to put availability and partnering with the Lord together. That's all we need. It's all we need. And sometimes, yes, it's out of your comfort zone, like the morning um, Kuba said, no, we're now going to introduce ourselves to the staff. You know, we all go to the staff room. Um, I'm, I'm still like, oh, my goodness, Kuba. Okay, let's do this. And now the, the headmaster says, oh, we have guests this morning. I mean, it's just teachers everywhere. Okay, now we sit there. Um, we have guests this morning. Who's the spokesperson? Kuba jumps up. She's the spokesperson. I just sit there. I have got nothing to do with this. I just tag along. Um, and... It was incredible. She just said, we are here to serve you. We are here to pray for you. We are here for you. And since then, God has just given us so much favor. I mean, Vian told me the one, one of the teachers, he, in, during, during one of the assemblies, he just said, there's this box. There's a spray box. There's people that will pray for you. You can write anything down and put it in the box. We just have little, little notes from the kids. All kinds of different requests that we pray through. And it is just incredible, you know, what, what the Lord is doing. And yes, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Like even the day when it was the headmaster's birthday, and there Kuba and, and Hanley and I go into the headmaster's office. There we sit. He's sitting at that side of his desk. We're sitting this side of the desk. But now we, we pray for him and we give him the, the, the prophetic words that God has given us. And it, it, was, it was awesome and awkward at the same time. <laughs> but 
I just realized if, if we're not willing to sometimes be awkward, if we're not willing to sometimes look a little bit, you know, like, uh, like something you don't want to look like, we, we will never, we'll never, sat, uh, we'll never experience the satisfaction of seeing somebody's life changed. So I want to encourage you, find yourself one like-minded person, one, and start praying. Amen? Everyone can pray. You can do it. Verse 5, redeeming the time. Walk, walk in wisdom towards the, those who are outside. Redeeming the time. Other translation says, make the most of every opportunity. How do we do that practically? You know, I believe we need, to, we need to literally be creative and look for anything and any, any situation where we can get into other people's lives and where we can invite them into our lives. Any kind of opportunity. And there's lots, there's lots. But I want to highlight two for you this morning that I really believe all of us can do. The first one is birthdays. Every person on this planet has got a birthday. And people are extremely open on their birthdays. It is just incredible. You know, even at school, if there's a birthday, we, 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 we take turns and we pray for a word for them. We write it down. We take it to them. If there's, a, if there's an opportunity, we literally go and pray for them on their birthday. Nobody will say no for a gift on their birthday, but sometimes we, we just need to add a little bit. Let's pray for a word. Let's pray for the person. You know, your own birthday, and, and Hanley will share a bit more about, you know, what, what she did recently just um, on her own birthday, but have you ever thought about inviting people into your life when it's your birthday? Have you ever thought about making people part of your group, people who do not know God? On your birthday, you know, other people's birthdays, like my, my son's birthday, every year I say to the Lord, okay, God, what are we doing this year? So every year I, I, I literally think the whole year, how can I use Vian's birthday to connect with parents? How can I use his birthday to connect with the, with the kids? Because if the parents aren't open, then I gun for the kids. <laughs> I make friends with them. So, I mean, last year we had this nice... Um, slippery slide outside here at church. So at least I got them to walk towards the church. Okay, they had to fetch their children right here. This year, this year we're gonna we're gonna have a birthday party for him in the youth center. So now at least they need to walk inside of the church, and it's gonna be so cool. It's gonna be so awesome that they're gonna beg their parents to come Sunday to this church. And I don't know, I don't know if it's gonna work, but at least I have a plan. Do you have a plan? Do you have any kind of a plan? Have you ever even thought about using a birthday party to connect? To connect, to just build friendships, just get into people's worlds. Like last year, we even just had Burevos roles for all the, all the parents. And I said, you can stay. And then I psych up whoever I can find to connect. You know, poor Dion. Poor Dion must just connect every year. Now I, I at least have more... Um, I have more people now who can connect. But have you ever thought about using somebody's birthday, your own, your child, your, your, the, the whosoever, and if it's your boss, have you ever thought about giving a gift for your boss, praying for him or her, and, and saying, Lord, I'm available, let's partner. I mean, we can all do that. Invitations is another option, you know. 
invitations, a Sunday service can, can be an opportunity to, to redeem the time. A kid's encounter can be an opportunity. A men's camp, a ladies' retreat. Have you ever invited someone? Have you ever invited someone to, to a, into a situation where their lives can change forever? Maybe you've done it, but when last did you do it? When was the last time that you extended an invitation? You know what? People can only say no. Or they can only say yes and not come. I know that happens as well. <laughs> but then you invite again. You invite again and again. You know, I, I just realize it's the easiest thing to do, invites. You can just ask the Lord, who is the person that you need to invite for which thing? There's so many opportunities. You know, when it's a kid's fun day, very easy. Very easy. I go through my whole WhatsApp group, school WhatsApp group, and I say, okay, Lord, let's try again because I've invited many. And then sometimes they don't come. Sometimes they do come once and then they never come back. But a kid's fun day, how easy is that if you have children? Just be aware of the kid's fun day, make a note, and invite some people. You just say, we have a kid's fun day at church. It's so easy, non-threatening. It sounds like a party, especially for primary school kids. It sounds like a party, and they will do anything for a party. Invitations, we can all do that. You know, end of last year, I really felt that, that the Lord um, said to me, I must volunteer for class representative at, at the school, something I was very unwilling to do because I reasoned I have enough admin in my life and the school events are going to clash with the church events, and I just didn't know how this is going to fit into my life. But you know, you know those moments when the Holy Spirit doesn't leave you alone? Okay, you know, He's not leaving you alone. And then I realized, you know, ultimately, how difficult can that be? I mean, who's scared of admin, after all? <laughs> who's scared of admin? And I realized I'm connecting with the moms in any case, you know, behind the scenes, but this will give me an incredible formal platform to speak to them so whenever there's a new mom then they tell me i must add her to the group and i can just connect because i have to it's it's my it's my job <laughs> so something i really would like to do has become something that i i'm kind of expected to do but i want to do and nobody thinks it's funny for me to connect because um that's what I'm supposed to do. And I just realized, you know, sometimes there's a small thing. In, in our minds, it's this big thing that we feel very unwilling to commit to. But when, when it's God speaking to you to do it, it's not going to be a burden. You know, something that I thought is going to take so much of my time has just been a blessing. It's been, it's, I mean, we're almost towards the end of the year, and it doesn't really feel as if, as if I've done much, you know, in, in this position. And it has given me so many options, so many opportunities to connect. It is just amazing. So what, is, what has God asked you to do? Have you been obedient to that? What, what is the one thing that you feel led to do, whether it's at work, whether it's at school, whether it's wherever, what, 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 wherever you find yourself at, what is the one thing that God is asking you to do, but you, you've maybe felt unwilling. I was very unwilling to commit to this. And I, I promise you, it's just been a blessing because God said to me this year, Sonica, you need to do it this year. 
And I'm so thankful that I was obedient. I'm so thankful that I said, yes, Lord, I'll do this. So I want to encourage you, step out, step out. Be obedient to, to, to what God is calling you to do. It is really an amazing honor and a privilege to put the availability and the partnering with God together and to see, you know, somebody's planting the seed, somebody's watering it, but God makes it grow. We just need to do our part. Amen? Amen. Verse 6, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. I want to focus on that little bit that says, our speech needs to be seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. What is, what is that? We need to add flavor to a conversation. We need to add flavor to, to a situation. You know, we, I, I believe we need to trust the Lord for more salty moments. Salty moments. You know, what is that? A salty moment is where we make somebody thirsty for more of Jesus. As simple as that. We make them thirsty for more of Jesus, which means we need to give them a glimpse. We need to give them a taste. We need to give them some kind of, of idea of what Jesus is all about. And they, they must say, I want more of this. This is awesome. I want more of this. You know, it's a moment where we invite the Holy Spirit to become part of a conversation, where we invite the Holy Spirit to, to guide us in a conversation or in a, in a situation or in, in a specific event or something where, where it's, it's just been a normal conversation, but now all of a sudden there's a salty moment. There's salt being added, and it's transformational. It, it, it rocks somebody's world and they say, I want more of this. I mean, the key is, however, to take a risk. It's all, there's always a risk involved. There's always, oh, this might not work feeling inside of you. But if, we, if we're not going to be willing to take a risk and take that salt and start shaking that thing, <laughs> There will never be salt coming out, okay? If, the, the, if it's standing on your, on your kitchen counter, it can stand there forever. But if you're not going to take that thing and shake it over your food, your food will always be boring, okay? Without taste and with, with, without something happening. But the moment we risk and we take it, we say, Holy Spirit, let's do this. You know, like the, um, you know, also at school, we, we're Hanley. You know, between Hanley and Kuba, they, they keep me out of my comfort zone altogether. And Hanley said, no, it's now the Christmas market at noon primary. And, and we're now going to do something. We're not just going to look at the, you know, walk around and buy food and look at the stalls. We're now going to do something. So she, she rocks up there. Sorry, Hanley, if I'm stealing your story now. But she rocks up there with, what, 60, 90 roses or something with a scripture attached to each rose, we're now going to hand out roses and pray for people. Okay? So in between working, you know, selling curry and rice and, I mean, looking at the stores, we know, we're now doing roses as well. I mean, we're not going to let this opportunity go by. And this is, I'm going to ask Hanley to share in a, in a moment. It is just, I'm so inspired by somebody who's not letting any opportunity go by. For a salty moment. I mean, life is too short. If your name is Hanley, your life is too short to mess around. 
I mean, we, if there's not an opportunity, we will create an opportunity for a salty moment. And this is so beautiful. But the key is to risk it and to trust the Holy Spirit. So, Anli, she's got an evangelistic anointing upon her life, which I want to honor today. And I really feel that us as a congregation, we need to learn from her. We need to, we need to receive from her because in, in a very unique way, she is changing lives left right and center. She's turning East London upside down by her prayers, by her commitment, by her excellence, by everything that she does is kingdom focused. And I just want to honor her and I, I really would love for her to share just how she uses any opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit for not just another nice moment, but a salty moment where the Holy Spirit comes and everybody says, I want more of this. So, Hanley, please share with us. Thank you. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Um, yeah, I must just give all the glory to God because it's really because of things that He's done in my life, and I know that He is the answer. I feel compelled to share it with everyone I know, and even more so with my close friends and my, my running partners in the running community. So, yeah, just all glory to God. Um, so, Sonika just asked me to share um, what I did with my birthday party this year. It was my 39th birthday party. Um, and you know, I just felt God um, told me to, to have like a princesses and prophecy birthday party, to just invite all my girlfriends, and it's not just going to be conversation and cake and tea, um, but to really for each of them to just experience um, God, just have a God encounter, because um, I know them all well, and I know the mountains they face in their lives, and I know Jesus is the answer. Um, so, uh, yeah, just God gave me some ideas of activities that we we done on the morning, um, you know, simple things like just doing beads, but each bead um, representing something different, different fruit of the Spirit. And like we had helium balloons with fruit of the Spirit, and you can write your name on if you feel we need to pray for you for more of that. Um, but then I also um, I met Festus, um, who preached here two Sundays ago. Um, we met him, we were a group of 10 people, and he prophesied over our lives. And I was so uh, moved by how God spoken into each of our lives, um, just um, you know, by him prophesying into us that I felt I wanted him there because I want each of my girlfriends to have a, like a godly encounter just for, um, for God's truth to just break open their life and just um, break mountains in front of them. Um, so Festus was there this morning, that morning, and you know, he, he prophesied over most of the girls there. The party was actually meant to finish at 12. Some of the girls stayed until half past one um, to, to just have individual time with him. But the testimonies that, that came from that day actually just deepened my walk with God because I just, you know, I opened my door and I said, this is what we're going to do. And God just moved so faithfully, and he actually brought me to a place where I was like, um, I can actually not contain, we can't fathom God's goodness and his love and you know, everything we go through. He, in, in that morning, he just touched every girl um, where, where I personally know what they're going through and he doesn't even know them. So I was just so in awe um, of what God did. You know, that's just the one thing. And another thing I felt like sharing was um, we're quite uh, um, involved in the running community and our running club um, has like a specific running schedule. And um, my accountability or my prayer partner, my like-minded partner, as um, Sonika said earlier, um, we um, decided to, to take the Thursday session, and we call it Thursday Thrills. It's basically like intervals and speeds, but we, we decided we're going to commit 
that session to God. There's people battling with injuries, and we want to pray for them, and we're just trust, trusting God for encounters for people there. Um, so the first Thursday, we were praying, and um, we had to pray for the weather because they were like, predicting rain and stormy weather. And when we rocked up there at 5.30, there was actually a rainbow. The clouds opened, and for that moment, it didn't rain. Um, and also, when we prayed earlier that morning, we saw, um, my accountability partner saw a picture of someone in a yellow shirt. We're going to pray for someone in a yellow shirt. And then as we were stretching at the session, we started chatting to everyone here if there's any injuries, trying to see if there's any way we can reach out. And as we did a bit of a warm-up run, um, this one guy came and he told me he's not going to um, push too much, as in speed work, because he's got a groin injury and the doctor diagnosed him with a hernia. They might need to do an op and it might be the end of his running career. But he just so wants to run the comrades next year to raise funds for, um, for, for children with cancer. And like, as I kind of had that moment, it's like, I'm sure this is the person we're praying for, my running partner and my prayer partner. She was like doing this, and she was sh- saying something, but I was like, I can't listen to you now. I'm focusing on this guy's story. And then it kind of echoed to my head what she's saying. She's like, yellow shirt, yellow shirt. And I like looked at this guy, and he had a yellow shirt on. I was like, no way. I was like, so God, it's just amazing for me, because in that moment, I realized God wants to touch him. But God knew that morning when we were praying, He's got a plan. He wants to work through us to actually pray healing over that guy. Um, so, yeah, the thing is just, I just felt like what we have, we need to go and share that in every circumstance. And um, God even opened up the door for us to share about this Thursday thrills on the radio on um, East Coast FM. And um, my prayer partner and I, we were praying for God to just turn the direction of the conversation in such a way that it opens a door for us. So we were chatting about the training and what we do, and then suddenly the... Radio Omruper or the DJ was just saying, so on that topic of injuries, and I just felt the conversation just turning, and I was like doing this to my, we like, we just know this is the moment. And yeah, I just felt myself like testifying from our God healed me from my injury. And we were just saying, we, we want people to come, we want to pray for them and God, for them to be restored. So I just, but the, the key is prayer. I must say, like, the, the thing is just to, to make yourself available for prayer. And God will download, and like you sow the seed, and God does the rest. So we're all capable to do that. Thank you. Amen. Sure. I'm so inspired. Allow, allow people around you to inspire you. Amen. If you feel like a little bit of a desert in the moment, just stay with us. All right? Don't isolate yourself, because one of us is going to be on top of the world. Okay? At least one. And then we just run with that person. Amen. Sometimes the tragedies in this world can be an ideal opportunity for a, for a salty moment. You know, sometimes we're scared of sickness and tragedies and financial problems and marriage problems and people having uh, kids who battle at school. Sometimes we, we, we kind of want to avoid that. Where we should say, that's an opportunity for a salty moment. That is the ideal opportunity. When people are down and out, when they're vulnerable, they are very open for you to come and say, would you allow me to pray for you? Could we pray together? People are so open. And please don't phone the pastor. You do it. Okay? Please don't phone the pastor. You are the light of the world. Amen? Say it. I am the light of the world. I am well able. Amen. Amen. There you have it. The pastor has got many people that he must pray for. And if Andre must pray for the whole of East London, we're never going to turn this town upside down. Okay? 
Andre is very anointed, I agree, but you are also very anointed, okay? You listen to him every Sunday. So by now, you must have caught something, you know? <laughs> something. <laughs> so, so let's take up our mandate, you know? If somebody is sick, you pray for that person. If somebody is going through financial trouble, you pray. You are well able. Amen? We don't do pastor pray for everybody. We don't do it. I'm never going to see my husband, okay? So do it for me. <laughs> you do it for me. You can do it. So how do we increase, just in closing, how do we increase our urgency to pray, to redeem the time, and to, and to trust God for a salty moment? What do we do? It's only these three things, okay? We pray, we, we, use, we, we look for opportunities, we create it. If it doesn't exist, we create it. And how do we do a salty moment? I believe we need a mission field. You need to find yourself a mission field. Like Kuba said, she's got work, she's got school, she's got home. Let's choose a mission field. Get yourself a... Uh, a running club. If you're not running, go start running and make it your mission field, okay? Do something um, where, where you can say, this is my mission field. And get into those people's lives. It's incredible when you, when you get into people's lives, when you, when you become part of them. Uh, you know, it's so incredible that Jesus came to earth and he walked among us. He, he, he dwelled among us. He wasn't only loving us from up there. He was coming down and he was loving us here. It must have been really hard for him. This is why we need to put ourselves out there and love people out there. Okay? How you do it is up to you. It's your style. It's the way you partner with the Lord. There's no rule. There's no recipe. But get into people's lives and see how God will start fanning the flame. If we, like Rion shared at the beginning, you know, the love of God is wide and deep and long. It is it, the moment we receive the love of God for other people, for our mission field. You, you, you will want to pray. You would want to just redeem every opportunity. You would want to trust the Lord for a salty moment because they, uh, uh, they, they, they become part of your heart. So find yourself a mission field. If you don't have it, find it. Okay. Find yourself a mission field. Find one like-minded pe person. One is enough. God will add people. It's, it's incredible. You know, this, at, our, at our prayer group at school, there's actually the, the head girl's mom. She's been praying for how long? Ten years? I mean, her girl is now in her primary for the last how many years? She's now a daughter's head girl. And she's been praying for what's happening now for years. She's been faithful. You know, and I was, I was a bit concer concerned, you know, that we're going to maybe freak her out and she's going to run away. But she's just coming back and she says, there's life here. And she's praying at Sterling High School as well. And she just says, no, she tells the people at Sterling High School, there's life. At Nahoon Primary Prayer Group, there's life. She started and she has sown seeds and now she's, there's fruit coming from her praise. I really believe that. One like-minded person. Make use of every opportunity to get into people's worlds and to invite them into yours. Birthdays, invitations. Do your, do your own style. Do it your, your own way. And then let's risk it. 
and I'm preaching it myself. You know, sometimes we, we hold back. I'm, I'm very good at this, um, making use of every opportunity, but the salty moments for me is very much out of my comfort zone as well. Okay, we're all in the same boat. It's not easy for me. I need to really step out and trust the Lord for that moment where the Holy Spirit is going to come and somebody's life will be transformed, not in church, but at your running club, at your birthday party, at school. Amen? We can do that.